0: And Welcome to Society Owes Me a Gen X podcast. That one where Lily and Hannah go A2X through grunge, indie, alt rock, pop, movies, soundtracks, TV, and general generation Catalano goodness. And this week it is I for. It, it's for. Um, enlighten us, Lily. It's for the Lemonheads. <laughs> What well, we didn't know it's It's I. a shame it about Ray. It is. It is a shame. I know. But you it's know, it, it's been a long time i felt very uncomfortable for doing like the letter for the actual thing we're doing. Remember when we started and I just couldn't manage to do it, but it was all fine. Well, these days I'm so strict about it, I'm kind of annoyed with myself. So anyway, it's I for the Lemonheads. Deal with it. It's any excuse to talk about the <laughs> Lemonheads again, frankly, isn't it? We had come frankly? on the last years. Frank Mills? Fra- Frank, Frank, yeah. Okay shall we get right we've split this up haven't we we've divvied it up odds yes. and evens and you've remembered that you're doing I have odds this time written it in capitals <laughs> and checked my notes and it's all good because I have remembered that I am the odds and you are the evenings correct which means yes. it's starting with you then yes we are and shall we get it into a rocking stroll? It seems loud enough, right? Yeah. So, funny story. I didn't know what this song was about. And, and that's funny because we've done this pod before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. And it was horrendous. It was early days. We never, obviously, would ever let anyone hear it. But I had no idea it's about being a kid. It's obvious from the, from the video as well, isn't it? Because it's all well, I never saw through the, the eyes of a baby. I actually watched the video for the first time today. Because I'd never seen it. I... Well, we should say, I heard this uh, album with my anthem for the entire summer when I was 14, in 1992. We didn't do anything but listen to um, this album and and try and find out magazines that had Evan Dando, or Evan Dando at the time. I don't know why English people thought his name was Evan. Yeah, well, I'm sure we've discussed this before, but yeah. Yeah. I can't tell if it's the... Uh, It's a shame about Ray Conversation. It's a Brit thing, isn't it? Yeah. Or the other Lemonheads episode that you already did. But yeah, so totally dumb. Uh, It's about being a nipper, getting wheeled about by your mam and seeing everything that's about two feet off the ground. And who is Evan or Evan's mother, Hannah? Oh, mate Susie. Yeah. The glorious and wonderful Susie Dando. She's a bit of a heroine of mine these days. She, oh, she's like—I like, so I, I love just seeing their social media interactions. She's—she's <laughs> she's like, obviously, she's you know his biggest, yes. biggest fan. Um, but yeah, she's 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 on it. Anything hashtag Lemonheads, uh, she's there. She's liking. She's got. She's yeah. She is we so love Susie. funny. And she'll like not start on people, but she'll you know She's her little thing. She's a mum. And. um... And I love that she's like a little bit embarrassing as well. Like somebody um, in a, an Instagram comment that I saw had said, uh, "Great picture! I'm really looking forward to to seeing you on tour." And she was like, "Oh yes, Ev's very excited too." Oh bless. <laughs> what was the Courtney <laughs> Love thing he, like, as well? There was a the picture of... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah. Well, what, there was a picture of Evan holding Courtney Love like back in probably yes. '93, actually, and someone had commented. It about... was. Yeah, in fact, he she was defending. It was it her, wasn't she? It was the eve of her thirtieth birthday in New York, and she turned up to the gig. And then he pulled her on stage, or she. This is more likely. She insisted on getting on stage, and then she got the band to play two of her whole tracks, which she sang. Uh-huh. And his mum and his sister were there as well, apparently. And um, Holly, she was. Talks about Holly so, a lot. Yeah, I think it was like three months out from the death of Kurt Cobain, and there was some reason that she was in New York. But anyway. Um, Evan, as we know well from researching this pod, uh, knows everybody, especially women, (laughs) especially women who do drugs. (laughs) If you do drugs and you're a woman and you're sort of slim and have a nice ass, Evan knows you (laughs) in many different ways, I think. But yeah, so the Lemonheads official Instagram account posted that picture and then loads of other people, okay, not loads, but some people reposted it and they fleshed out the story a little bit. But the caption the Lemonheads put on it was something like Evan had been quoted as saying, God, I was drunker than I thought that night or something. Uh-huh. Because she's kind of got her dresses up. You know, I know this isn't astonishing to hear that Courtney's got you know top of her stockings showing and probably a knickers as well. Yeah, at first glance she looks naked, but I think it's like a flesh coloured dress, yes. isn't it? And it's that baby doll. Dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they've removed it oh yeah, yeah I went back and I think maybe she had a word because <laughs> she did not appreciate the comment I'm not sure yeah because someone, someone said that... something like oh who hasn't been with her or something yes. then and Susie said well you haven't yes, <laughs> yes. which I thought was brilliant it was yeah. so good Susie defending Courtney and yeah so yeah I, I looked that up to definitely reference it today and it's not there and there's oh. a gap between the dates that they put as well so they did remove it and I'm thinking probably in Courtney's Oh, well, honor, no, or maybe not honor, is maybe it honor's the wrong word. But um, uh, Evan has said of Courtney, she's a very sweet and entertaining person, but she also has a daunting image, like a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> I thought that's, that's really bang <laughs> on, isn't it? Tasmania, Aussie reference already, yes, yeah. Well, yeah, we haven't really talked too much about the origins of the album like vis-a-vis the title and stuff. Do you want to do that now or do you want to move on to Confetti? Uh, We'll jump in there later. Go for it. All right. I love this one. I was a bit jealous that you had this one. (laughs) You've got a lot of really good ones. Although I have to say, there is not a single bad track on this album. There is no no mid-album filler. It's a joy. It really is. It's a beautiful album. It's gorgeous. But... I think there's a little bit less to say about my songs. But you know what, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't think there's a lot to analyse with Head songs in general. Because, I don't know, he just says he says what he's thinking and it's all well, very... not not always. I mean, this isn't this one about his parents? This one's about his parents. Oh, and I love this chorus. Kind of should have, sort of, would have loved her if you could have... Of... So once you know it's about his parents' divorce, then yeah, of course it is. It's, it's really obvious, is not it? Although, um, you know how uh, on uh, what is it songmeanings.com, like I like to look at what you know, mm. what people's interpretations are, and I think yeah, you know, so usually it's like oh, you know, this song's about heroin and da da da. You know, I think in the case of Eleven Heads, like you you could easily be forgiven for making that assumption. I don't think it's actually always true. Yeah. Um, but I did find a a funny. Um, uh, comment on, uh, on confetti um, from someone called First Impressions uh, and they said when I first heard this in quite a while I couldn't figure out what he was saying so to me he will always be saying be kind and share a soda with a loved one if you could <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a lovely misfearing of the lyric. It's a bit different from yeah when we did the Counting Crows, it was like oh, this one's about, oh, Adam. <laughs> a great, that can't be about a grey guitar. No, it is about a grey guitar. <laughs> and it's so, about Adam's grey guitar. Actually, the grey guitar is Adam. Again. <laughs> but, you know, it, it could very easily be about being kind and sharing a soda with a loved one because it is very upbeat. I love uh, that it's, it's called, actually about a sad thing. What I love, it's called c- confetti. You know, yeah. harking back to the marriage. That's I mean, he's, the thing is, he looks like this, um, you know, bombed out of his skull, which, let's face it, he is a guy who doesn't really have too many thoughts. He looks like a surfer dude and all that, all that great stuff that women flocked to back in the early 90s. And let's face it, probably now still as well. But the guy's a poet. He really is. Well, he, he is and he, he, it's not on the nose. I think it's really, in, I just think it indicates like how his brain works, mm. you know, everything is sideways. Yeah. It's, yeah, not it's dead on. Again. And it's interesting. So it's not, maybe it's not, you know, this big kind of da-da-da and I just felt like dying and all the over-the-top over, over the top stuff. If, if you like, I would say this is like the exact stuff that goes on in young men's brains. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, do we have to get this serious? Yeah. No, can't yeah. we just have fun? And I'm sorry that you want so much of me and I just don't have it. You know, is that cool? And I just feel like it's very honest and and kind of sort of refreshing. Like, I wish 14-year-old me listening to this knew that, oh, this is the truth. I think you'll find many, many boys (laughs) that you have these romantic thoughts about. This is all they're really thinking, you know, like... They're just thinking oh, about confetti. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, confetti, throw it at weddings. <laughs> confetti aside, but, but like this... the other ones, I mean, yeah. Really. No, but also, like, with confetti, but it does... I, I don't know. I don't want to be, like, one of those people on song meanings, but confetti, you obviously throw it at, you know, weddings, happy event, da-da-da. But it's also shredded up bits of paper, which I guess is, you know, what his parents' marriage interest
1: Oh, my, up Hannah, being, you know? freaking poet
0: yourself. <laughs> that's that's Beautiful. <laughs> On that I note, love it. shall we move on to the title track? It, it, it might be worth mentioning the title of the album now. Good, good, cool. Let's yeah. do that. It's A Shame About Ray. Um, so, obviously, this one came up in the song Meanings, or Genius, or whatever it was. I'm sure you saw it, where people were like, I just feel like he knew this guy Ray, and it's <laughs> so sad. He's just not here anymore. And obviously, yeah, it's just death was and It's just tragic. He's the dust. It's probably it's probably drugs, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, people lost so many people. And it's so funny. And then the very last comment is like, actually, everyone knows that this is about Ray Martin, TV Australian personality who had apparently lost his job. Yeah. And that was the title. Because he was in Australia. But everyone was like, it was kind of like people going, no, 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 no. That's not it. Is. It's about a guy called Ray who died. I think Evan also enjoys winding people up a little bit, though. And he has been known to... Just make things up, you know. Involved. I would tell oh, interview people. Tom Morgan co-wrote this. Yeah, and he said it's true. But I also had, I like, found in, in son facts um, Evan saying himself that and, you know this is, is an example of you know one of his little fibs to so I don't know amuse himself. But he said it's spooky. It's about a disappearing person. It's very open-ended, grey sort of song. I think it's one of those things like the trouble with Harry, which apparently was a was an Alfred Hitchcock film, like a mysterious sort of song. Yeah, but I've also read interviews where they said, he says different stuff every time you interview him. Yeah, that's my point. But Tom Morgan exactly. says it's about Raymond. Oh yeah, no, I'm absolutely sure it's about So Ray I, I'm not sure Evan necessarily remembers exactly. I mean, your best bet is to go online, find a magazine from the 90s, when it's fresh in his mind when he wrote it. Like, don't ask him now. He doesn't know. Yeah. He has no idea. But I did do a bit of a deep dive on Ray Martin, because I really wanted to know what was the shame. Oh, lovely. And I didn't get a definitive answer, but, and we should just say, so it seems like Ray Martin's a bit of a Roger Cook type in Australia at the time, investigative reporter, and, um... On the Midday Show. Yes, yeah, so what what was it was called Midday with Ray. And, um, it was like a magazine show and topics and, you know. Um, but... It's been it's been said that oh well it's a shame about Ray because he got fired, but he actually worked on um, Midday until 1993, so I really don't think he got fired. And then he got another job on one of the other networks called uh, A Current Affair, which did even better than than Midday with Ray. So unless he was working his notice, I think he had given it up because he'd done it for like uh, okay. 15 years or more. It was like it was a lot, and he. He was a like He's a bit of a national treasure to be fair. So maybe it's a shame that he was leaving the show because it was so popular. Um, well, Australians who were around in pre 1993 who enjoyed the midday show do. Well, he was, your take. he was a big deal because uh, he interviewed everyone from Prince Charles to Kiss and. All of the Australian celebs, you know, uh, Nicole Kidman and. Uh, oh, your man from. Uh, you know. Hugh Jackman? Russell Crowe. Oh. I was gonna say that thing where he's an, a gladiator. Oh yeah, it's gladiator, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that one. Um, but anyway, um, apparently his new show, Current Affair, was uh, like a kind of like a specials, you know, special report sort of thing. And one of them was about um, um, what English folks would call doll scum. Um, and here was the quote because this is how he opened that particular segment and apparently people are still talking about this show and the people that were on it and where are they now and what's happening because it was just so popular do you want the australian accent yeah please (laughs) can't wait is it better than your welsh one i i hope so Uh, (laughs) for everyone's sake Dole bludges The hundreds and thousands of lazy buggers who sponge off us. That's (laughs) excellent. Much better than your Welsh accent. (laughs) Bon's accent. Double bludgers. (laughs) I had to explain to my husband what a bludger was. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's who Ray is. He's still alive. He's been, you know, broadcasting his whole life. And, you know, please tell us if we're wrong about him being a national treasure. But that's what I was definitely picking up from him. from all his accolades, and he's won loads of awards and stuff like that. So I, I think. think so. Are you going to mention the video? Is so, it topical? Well, that was just about the name of the album, but the video, I've put my in my notes, it's as low budget as it gets. Yeah, it really. Is. <laughs> a lot of them are actually. Well, it turns out they're all um, Jesse Peretz. Yeah. De- de- yeah, yeah. Directed, not decorated. <laughs> um, yeah. Still, having said that, that it's low budget and everything, Evan in lemon coloured pajamas. Is that intentional? Lemon, lemon heads. Ah, oh, nice salt. With the with the little kind of deserty breeze blowing his hair. Where where is he? Oh, Arizona <laughs> or something. And they're in like a kind of crap. out. Yeah, house. somewhere in the desert, isn't it? Yeah. Now I thought when I watched it that it was Skeet Ulrich, you know, from Scream. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it is actually Johnny Depp. Yeah, it is. They were mates, yeah. But I really thought, like, oh, it can't, you know, it looks like Johnny Depp. But it can't be Johnny Depp. Yeah. It must be Skeet Ulrich, because at that time, you know, hey, blah, Didn't blah, he know blah. him via Kate Moss? There was a, wasn't there like a... Well. There was some kind of love triangle, wasn't there, with Johnny Depp and Kate Moss and... Mm, yeah, well, you know? Evan has said that he was really, really good friends with Johnny Depp. And they used to uh, take a Xanax and lie next to each other in bed. And just talk all night. Oh, just the two of them? Yes. And they became really good friends and they knew everything about each other and and, and Johnny was kind of helping him navigate the land of celebrity and how to deal with it. And you know, because he, he knows everything about that. And
1: then well, we Evan, take his advice
0: now. <laughs> well, he, they're both still alive, which yeah. is a freaking miracle, but apparently Evan said and you know, he was like my best friend and we just got on so well. Well, until I slept with his girl. Oh, so who was his girl at the time? Well, then like I had was. to do the deep dive. You know, I did it. Um, it was a little bit difficult because there's a lot of, hmm, you know, it's slightly unclear, but it looks like it could be Juliet Lewis, um. who dated Johnny in '93, and you know she loves a musician because she yeah. was, uh, or she still is, with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, the drama guy. <laughs> Wilk? Is it Brad? Brad Brad Wilk, Brad Wilk. Brad? yeah. I know, I just totally blanked on his name as well. I could see his, is there, like how he looks there. in my head. But um, anyway, so that then, then I stumbled. So I'm, I'm like, okay, somebody, every website you look at, it's like, oh no, Johnny Depp is going out with this, you know, and it's all very difficult. But first of all, I found Sky Magazine. We are going to put that picture on the Instagram because it is, I had this, uh, I had this um, copy of Sky Magazine, Evan Dando on the front with a, a like a double page spread as well inside it's pretty amazing i mean he looks just can i you know what is it is it, is it... Victory, but <laughs> is it, is it, there's a double page spread in mojo this month which is is not the same but i'm sure oh, it's so <laughs> lovely mm. but anyway this came out in like october probably you know they interviewed him a couple of months before maybe so let's say august potentially and in it He's still friends with Johnny Depp. This is ninety three. Oh, okay. So let's say summer ninety three, he's still friends with him. So I say that puts us in Juliet Lewis territory. And we know she likes a musician. And do we hey, you know if they're friends now? Maybe oh, thirty years later. Johnny has since been seen and pictured with Juliet Lewis about three years after that. No, we I mean And they're Johnny cool Depp, now. But is he Oh cool. no with Johnny Depp? No. They're still not talking. So he's not, not gonna be to I know. testify for Johnny. I don't think anyone wants Evan Dando as the <laughs> 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 That's very personal uh, oh. well oh um, well, what a shame I know but you know trying to find out a definitive answer to who Depp was dating at the time to work this out also which, bad Evan like yeah no it's, it's not it's fucking shit Evan ofs um, but I found a great website which I think everyone should know about it's called shagtree.com <laughs> 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 it's hilarious there's a picture, it's like mugshots. I am looking that up right so now. Everybody, you know, if you look up a person and then you can like cross reference them with somebody else, and then underneath is like tiny mugshots of everyone that they have been known to date or oh. shag, or it's so good. Wow. I can't believe I've never heard of this site before, it's brilliant. How did you find it? Visually displays alleged celebrity relationships and all the dating details with links to references. Amazing. Mm. Wow, star sign, six degrees, famous for drugs, STDs. (laughs) They've done their homework. It's amazing. It is pretty incredible. Angelina. Wow. And then I found this brilliant story, which I bet anything happened exactly around this time. Shag Tree Book Club. (laughs) (laughs) That's my kind of book club. Right, I'm putting it away (laughs) for later. (laughs) Um, So this guy, whose name is uh, Tim Summer at the time he was an A&R for Atlantic and he kind of knew Evan a bit and he said, you know, obviously Lemonheads was signed to Atlantic and he would come in and he said he would come in and he would like scab cigarettes off him uh-huh. when he was in the building and because obviously it was the 90s and you could smoke in your office, which is crazy. I remember I, I worked at Days and Confused for a while and there was an ashtray on our desk. Yeah. You could just smoke and work and everybody was doing it. And planes, I think about that now, that's insane. But at work, yeah. you know, I was like, super young so to me it was a brilliant novelty but anyway well my english one of my my favorite english lecturer actually was yeah like he had the biggest room in the english department um because he was a chain smoker he drank like this really really like thick black coffee i know it must have been like turkish coffee or something because you could pretty much like stand oh, it, maybe turkish it was shit loads of sugar you could stand a spoon in it and like the first thing he said to everyone when he started the module was like look what can i tell you i'm an addict i'm not gonna stop If you don't like the smoke, change your course. (laughs) Um, But yeah, what could you do? You could smoke in your office if you wanted to. (laughs) That's right. Um, So anyway, this guy, Tim Summer, did. And he said one day uh, Evan came in and he brought Johnny Depp. So this guy's jaw is already on the floor. He's like, oh my God, it's Johnny Depp. And he's like, hey man, uh, can we bum some cigarettes? And he's like, oh yeah. And he said, and they just kind of flopped down in these chairs in his office. And lit some cigarettes and they said oh we we want to listen to some music is that cool apparently it was Stereolab oh and he said they sat there and they looked a bit bombed and they were like yeah man you know sort of just being a bit like random and not speaking very much either (laughs) he was just like they were really riding their own melt as it were and listening to music and and he just sat there going what's happening Johnny Depp's in my office and then after about like three cigarettes each they kind of stumbled out and were like thanks very much So he went back to, like, trying to work, going, that was very bizarre. And then heard this really weird noise. So apparently the Atlantic offices at the time were on Sunset Boulevard. And he couldn't figure out where the noise was coming from. And then he looked out the window, and Johnny Depp and Evan Dando ran past the window. They were on those ledges that run all the way outside the building. Oh, my God. And they ran around the building. They crawled out of a window. Well, like a few stories up. Eight floors up. (gasps) And they were running around the building on this ledge. Jeez. And this poor guy who was like, I can't be responsible for this. <laughs> Everyone's going to know it's me. And they're going to think I gave him drugs. And so he was freaking out. He was like, he didn't know whether to call out. He said he thought about going out on the ledge, but then realised he'd be the one to fall off the ledge, trying to save two A-listers from, you know, certain death. Oh, damn. And this was before camera phones. Yeah. How annoying. And they, he said they were just running around the building giggling. And just, oh, and they told him they were tripping oh my as God. well. So he was like, they're definitely going to die. And everyone's going to know it's me. It's going to be terrible. Uh, but yeah, they did three circuits. And then just collapsed back into the window, <laughs> laughing their faces off. <laughs> and this poor guy had like a complete heart attack. Yeah, can you imagine? Wow. Johnny that Depp sounds fantastic. You know, show. everything going on about Johnny Depp and... Hard to know, you know, what to believe. Yeah, so remember, it does seem like. Oh oh, well, we should probably um, quickly skirt. Allegedly, over that. And allegedly, and, yeah. she's very litigious, and I have nothing, so do not God, please I misheard. Both you misheard, got misheard. Got issues. Both it did got issues. But, yeah, but you know, he does seem like a fairly top bloke. All the other stories oh. you hear about him, like in the day, I'm talking about the nineties, he seemed to like help people and just be a really. Well, who knows what goes on behind nice closed doors. Apparently he looked after Kate Moss. I she guess we said we'll, he looked after yeah. her and she felt very well. safe with him. So it does sound like, and he dumped her. So it could very well be Kate Moss as well. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We it it could have been. I'm sorry, Juliette Lewis, if you did not do this. It's, blame Shagtree because they seem to think it's you. <laughs> it's not me, allegedly. Did I say allegedly? You, you did. You did. Very allegedly. All right. Okay. Have you got anything else on Ray? No, are you ruddleless uh, Yeah. Yeah, ready for rudderless. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think this song is just, well, it's pretty self-explanatory about taking too many drugs for too long. All right, shall we just move on <laughs> then? <laughs> well, no, because it's lovely, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, he's rudderless, he's directionless. Oh my god, I just love this album so much. Me, gorgeous, and Jane, and Claire, we would uh, go over to Claire's house, because she had MTV, and we would try and be there on the hour, so that like, if any news, and, and, and if we couldn't be there, Claire would um, VHS it for us, and then we'd go over there, and so anything to do with Pearl Jam, Lemonheads, Jamiroquai, I've forgotten some of them, and, and at other times we would go over to her place, and we would watch Point Break. <laughs> I can't imagine On a loop I had tapes and tapes of videos that, you know, are missing the beginning and the end Because I'd tape them off, like, the Char show or whatever yeah. And so, yeah, you'd get there, you know, you'd get there a bit too late before you realise what was playing and then you know, Or the radio with the tape Yeah, or like, you know, then it faded into something else Or then the VJ would start talking And Yeah, I had those for years Finally, oh, finally, called them. I think in the last house move. We were just digging for scraps of information back yeah. there, you know, and, and, and MTV knew everything. And in England, it was even worse because I mean, America at least was plugged into this. Most English people didn't know who the Lemonheads were, you know. My parents were like, oh god, what is this? You know? Yeah, to, I think I got introduced to the Lemonheads by my friend, like, my friend who had a much older brother, and it was the same um, friend's brother at Polly who introduced with Buffalo Tom and I think maybe it was whatever had like was it the Buffalo Tom One Big Red Letter Day I think that might have had Come On no. Come On Feel I bought myself but I think maybe it's a shame about Ray was on the other side of that would that make sense so they both depends when you? you saw it yeah. no I think um, the, the Come On Feel The Lemonheads is like a year after it's later it? yeah so I didn't Not have the like... CD I had, I had it on tape but recorded um but yeah, you're right. And so with Counting Crows as well. They weren't really... Uh, no. That well known here. I mean, I read an article that actually said the Lemonheads didn't leave that space of the next big thing. Yeah. And that's true, but it's probably a good thing. I mean, Evan Dano may still be with us because of that. Yeah. Well, and, and it was honestly. also like a bit like Pulp. Like they have been around for years. Like, this is their right. first album, isn't it? Yeah. And it's very different from... You know, they, they went from... Oh, this being very bit awesome. This song. Again, this is like a sad song. He's like, he's lamenting his, you know, he's talking about being tired of getting high and I guess I don't want to die and there's hope in his past. There's sad lyrics, but it's that upbeat, jingly-jangly guitar. And it sounds like a really happy chorus until you really listen to the lyrics, which I'm not sure I did that much. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very self-aware, but it's not going to stop him from doing anything. I mean, this is the perfection of this album. Is all the tracks are not super long. They're just perfect, just as they are. It's pop. It's beautiful. They're not trying pop. to be something they're not. I think that's why I love the Lemonheads. And yeah. it's really refreshing. Like you know, it's not like it's as much as you know. You know, we both love our you know our deep somber grungy grunge. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. It's called jangle pop, bubble grunge, whatever. But like, it's not. It's bubble the grunge is me. It's I the think. same year. Oh, you know, it's rock the same rock folk seems to fit perfect I think yeah but it's you know he, he he was around the same time as all those guys but I don't know maybe it was a Boston thing or but it's a it's a different sound from the same era of guys you know pretty much going through the same thing right I mean I do I have I have something to tell you later about exactly that oh, and their origins. Okay. but do you want to listen to what I have put on my notes as track five the best track so i obviously had the cd because actually i remember that track five was the best track okay is it my drug buddy or it's is it buddy, buddy. <laughs> it's my drug my drug oh. buddy oh do it do it do juliana's bit <laughs> <laughs> oh i've forgotten about that actually is she on this version of it She's i've been yeah, yeah she i is. bought the um she the 30 anniversary uh, reissue um, when it came out a month or so ago, and I've been just listening to disc two a lot because it's oh my got god. The extras and the demos. I'm, I'm so glad you said gorgeous. that. I came this close to buying that for your birthday. Today. Oh my god! i got to, I did buy this for you, and then I gave you the, then I bought the Matt Lanigan book instead. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wanted some for myself. And then Lanigan died, and now you regret it. No, no, no! I gave it to you after he died. I know, but that's only you you because you opened the CD. He died. <laughs> um, I had it in the cellophane for like a few, a few weeks, actually. Do you know what I, I nearly decided, did? Damn it! now I'm keeping it. I nearly bought you the um, the double album, you know, and it's like gold. What the vinyl? Yeah. And I knew what you would say. You'd be like, "But I don't have a record player." I, I am going to buy one. You could get a record player <laughs> to play this. I have got. I am one of those people. I have. I have started buying vinyl without a record. Oh my god, shit, now I've ruined it. But anyway, you've got the CD. Oh, wait, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. Well, well as I we said, t- it's the thought that counts. We're missing so my choice, buddy. <laughs> thank you for thinking. What are we I doing? I what are you doing? We have to stop. What are you doing? You're the, you're the disc jockey, Ty. <laughs> Gosh. I am. I've got to pause. Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to put it back to the beginning because, come on, this intro. Yeah, it's gorgeous. This was all of our favourite. We were just completely obsessed with this song. I know there probably are better tracks. And weirdly enough, I do love Mrs. Robinson. It was the first thing I ever heard of theirs, so It's just his voice. It's so perfect. It really is. It It really is. I think my parents were like, my mum maybe came in and was like, My my what? And I'm like, no, no, so mum, it's it's not, like, uh, he doesn't mean, like, actual drugs. <laughs> it's just Xanax for Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, it means, like, you're addicted to a person. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. bye, 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 bye. He, like, close the door on her face. Um, but anyway. It, it does just make you want to do drugs with him you? <laughs> <laughs> you have to wonder, how the hell did, uh, did, uh, what's her face again? Blake Baby's girl? Juliana. How did you manage to fend him off so long? I know that's very tacky because well, also safe. my impression of her is that she's very like very I don't know I can have this completely wrong but I've always thought like she's very like straight like you know she didn't you know she was a 20-year-old virgin and all of that so I kind of imagine that also she was like super straight drugs wise I could be completely wrong but you are wrong it's not about her no no, no I knew this wasn't about her but just in terms <laughs> of them being such like good mates yeah, well, I think it's the music thing, you know, they're connected on that level and they're both kind of artists as well, aren't they? They have yeah, a lot yeah. of different, so, I, I, you know, I get it. But That's um, no, about Tom's girlfriend, isn't it? It is uh, Nicole. And at first I thought it was Juliana in the cafe with Evan blowing bubbles in the video and, and not having sex, but um, I don't think it is. And I think it's, um, it is Polly Noonan from the cover. Hang on, who's... Polly Noonan is on the cover. Yes. And that's her car. I think who she else? might be in the video. Because uh, right, okay. it's not Juliana, even though she looks a little bit similar. Ah, mm-hmm. Is she? I, I can't remember the video for my drug buddy, but I was watching the one for... Uh, what was it? In fact, I was such a geek, I even went on to one of the Lemon pets fan clubs and asked if anyone knew who the girl was. Oh, did I you? I can't remember which song it was. Oh, come to it when I chat about it, I guess. But yeah, maybe, oh. maybe it's the same one. She was... All up in the Lemonheads business during this time, so it's very likely her. She's not just in this video, she's in another video as Who, well. Who, Holly? Yes. Oh, maybe it is her. So yeah, she was Ferris, just hanging around Ferris Bueller, a lot. wasn't she? she oh. Yes, yes she was, yeah. I had, um, what do I have? That she was in Fer- Ferris Bueller's Day Off. As a, as a little kid, she's only about ten in it, um, as a girl on the bus. She's also in High Fidelity as a party guest. Yes. And she's also the Screamy part and Pip-Pop. I yes, to who's doing. yes, doing got, got. Yeah, that's my friend. that's my friend. Fun fact, too, about Polly she was a member of the Piven Theatre Workshops Young People's Company, Jezza Piven's Parents' uh, Business, which we talked about in Yeah, go and listen to if yeah. you haven't heard it. Okay, um, so yeah. Oh, wait, no, I have more. Evan's, but Evan's Drug Buddy in Sydney, Australia was his pal, Nicole. Uh, apparently high on speed or wizards, it's, uh, fondly named mm. in 90s the UK. Uh, Nicole was actually Tom's girlfriend at the time, so there you go. Yeah, I feel like we should talk about Australia a bit more, actually. Yeah. I was going to mention that, I forgot to mention this when you were talking about rock and Stroll. Um, because they talk about, you know, obviously rock and Stroll, strollers, but they talk about prams, which is obviously very English and also Australian. Know, an American wouldn't use that. And yeah. there, are, there are a few other, like... You know English Australianisms. Can't think of what the other ones are, but they're probably. Onza mate. <laughs> Does he say <laughs> mate? No. Postcode. What's in the post-code. song where he talks about being in the same postcode? Oh yeah. But it's postcode, zip not code. zip code. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, very astutely observed. <laughs> abs- did um? Did anyone get back to you at all when you did the fan club thing? I love that you did. They that. did. Um, ugh, can't remember which, bit it was a, yeah because I was trying to find out who the woman in it was and also where it was set because I know that. Mind you, it threw everything into doubt because I knew that the Mrs... I'd read that the Mrs. Robinson video was filmed whilst they were on tour in Berlin. Um, and then... which oh, I'll talk about it. It's in one of my songs. What would it be? Uh, no, I don't know. But anyway, someone had said... I'll try and find it on the group. But someone responded, It's Amsterdam. No, the first of all, I said it's Berlin, so I thought, okay, it must be, you know, it must have been done on the same tour, and it, I couldn't find anything. There was, there's a video, but I, all I could find was that Jesse Peretz directed mm. it, and it was like a, it was on a river, and there was a girl um, sort of running through tunnels, but you could only ever see the back of her head, really. Um, so yeah, anyway, it's either Berlin or Amsterdam, according to the fans on um, mm. or one of the Lemonheads fan. Clubs. And you know, Lemonheads but- fans are some of the most loyal and involved fans ever yeah and you know obviously pearl Jam, but i don't know there's something slightly more underground about Lemonheads, and if you've stuck with them this long and you know they're just very very tight and uh very knowledgeable yeah, there's a lot of, of love it's the all thing Lemonheads heads straight up and down day group um ah here we go uh Anyway, oh, oh, oh it was, I was asking about the confetti video, actually. So, yeah, I neglected to mention that when I was talking about confetti. Yeah, so someone said they thought it was Amsterdam. Someone says, yes, it's definitely Amsterdam. Someone else said it's Berlin. Can't believe you didn't ask Susie, though. I mean, I feel like Susie would have told you if she did. Someone knew. says, well, well, Susie's on this group, but no. she? <laughs> yeah, maybe she's, no. <laughs> she's such maybe a legend. No. I love her. And then someone else said, the gummy bear girl from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> so there we go right where are we we uh, are about to hear your uh, thoughts on Turnpike Down okay I don't have many that's okay <laughs> I think it's a lovely song it's very I short. can tell you a funny story about Evan and drugs if you run out of steam <laughs> yeah I mean I suppose with my drug buddy like he's very open about everything I think but you know very open about the drug use and of course wasn't this around the time were they or is it a bit later that he was great mates with Oasis? Well, when's Peak Oasis? Like mid 90s? Yeah, so it's a, bit, it's a bit later, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bit later. Oh, were you going to tell me about the time that he, he felt an overdose coming on whilst watching Spinal Tap? Yes. <laughs> how did you know that? I mean, how many stories really are there about the Rice? Shitloads. How did yeah. you know it was that one? Because <laughs> that's the one that I've put in my notes. Yeah, I know, but I got that from a fairly obscure story, like. That's so weird that you found so much. Well oh, there you go. Well, for anyone who isn't aware and you should probably mention that he quickly ejected the dicks to avoid becoming the ultimate cliche, cliche he said. And yeah, I thought I think he'd already jumped that shot when he became a dancing stage clown for Oasis. <laughs> but I suppose and he had. we realised that was later. Yeah, he had Although, Although who's point to say in? when he was watching this final Tap DVD anyway? True, true. Least of all him probably. And then after that, it was like speaking of drugs, and then I was going to tell you about the Courtney thing, but we've already done it. <laughs> okay, well, uh, before the song runs out, because there's not much of it. What no, have I got? No, you ruined again, my story. That... Please proceed. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought you'd finished. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm joking. It's about to finish now. The pressure. <laughs> like, all, again, it's an upbeat Actually, jingle jangly song, but it's it's also got that melancholy vibe. We're already halfway through. Don't no, I literally it. that's all I have. Okay. Apart from I was going to comment about. How he's such a poet and there's one line, there's butterscotch street lamps that mark, butler, butterscotch street lamps, bleh, mark my park. I just think that's beautiful. Park. Yeah, that's some beautiful. Park. yeah, some lyrics are, I actually wrote some down but I guess I probably just blew past them while I was talking. Just some really perfect little sentences. Yeah. butterscotch, what a way to describe a street lamp. Gorgeous. Yeah, he really is, he really is a poet and, and I was thinking about this and thinking, this guy should write a book. And a bloody writing a book Is he? Yes oh. So what did I find about out about what? his memoirs Yes he, um, he announced in late 2020 That his upcoming memoir uh, With Simon <laughs> & Schuster Which is uh, Carly Simon's uh, family uh, Publishing company um, It's called Rumours of My Demise Which is a brilliant <laughs> title it is, That's great. Um, Which goes on Obviously and on 'Cause there have been rumours recently as well. Yeah. Yeah. In so relation to the he's, current he's, tour. He's being assisted with writing this um by this guy, uh, who has also confirmed that he is writing it with Evan and it's scheduled to be released um in twenty twenty. So that's the information we've got. Um and what? Um, so it's but it okay, so 2020. It's Oh, sorry. No, no, sorry. Did I not this say year? that? This year. I thought it said 2020. I miss her. I, I probably did, but what I meant was 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, apparently the quote to go alongside this um, memoir is, my life is a muddy river. I thought I should add more dirt. Oh. Apparently he's going to tell everything. He's going to tell the story. So he's going to he's gonna do a girl. He's going to do a Dave girl. He's going to tell all his rock and roll stories and he's going to apparently say who's girlfriend of Johnny Depp's. That he shagged and all of those kind of things that he's half mentioned in stories but not gone the whole way. I cannot wait to hear what Courtney Love says about it. (laughs) Well, they must defer to her in that. That picture disappeared from their own Instagram, so... She's going to be the first to comment, mark my words. This might be why it's not out yet, you know? I bet that's Mm. it. Okay. Yeah, she's going to sue, isn't she? (laughs) All right, bit part. Hi Polly! I (laughs) got her a bit. I thought that was Juliana. Okay. Doesn't sound like her though. She's. She's too Oh, go on, dear. But I was waiting for that. I'm waiting for that. (laughs) Juliana could never. No, it's. It's Polly, the kid from the bus in. uh, Ferris Bueller. I love this. What a love song! It's oh, just it's you gorgeous. You think this is a love song? It is. No, it's I not. I think it is. No, you know what I put? This is. Uh, well, this these were the lyrics actually. Little more than a cameo. Nothing. Nothing traumatic when I go. Little more than a stand-in. I won't need reprimanding. I don't know. I've always read it as yeah. No, now that you mention it, but I've always read it as I like, just like want you to notice me. I just want no. to be a little part of your life. No, it's essentially not. Oh what God, are you saying? I'm wrong all these years. It's basically the counter part to Liz Phair's uh, track "Fuck and Run." Yeah, he's, he's just like, can we not? You know, I just want a bit. Yeah, like, can I have a bit? Oh, Evan, <laughs> you've broken my heart. Break my heart in ninety two. <laughs> but I love, I love. You mentioned cameo, and of course, well, your lovely friend had a cameo. Hannah, I'm worried that we're starting to think the exact same thing. That is exactly what that comment was going to lead on to. <laughs> Jessie's Christmas present from her brother, which hilariously. Um, So at the beginning of it, he goes, This is, uh, he's like, Hey, Jesse, this is from Mr. Bonsai. He just completely misreads his name. And then he's like, That's fucking weird. (laughs) Isn't he like in his shower or something? Is he in his bathroom? It looks like he's in his bathroom. I guess the acoustics are. And he he sings hard drive. And then he goes, I hope you enjoyed it. Bye. She loved it. it. It's quite a long song, isn't it? It is a very long song. Probably standards, yeah. I thought maybe he might say something at the end, but uh, no. Job done. He did it, and she loved it. I don't think he's on cameo anymore, though, is he? No, he's probably made a few bob and can come off again for a bit. I think he's been doing it for quite a long time. I think he maybe got into it and potentially... I think he might have done it for about a year and a half. Oh, really? I think so. Could be wrong about that fan club. Feel free to correct. Um, but yeah, the NME described Dando as the pop personality of the decade back in 96, uh, who walked lopsided and smiled like a dolphin. Oh, that's he's just reeling them in, done. Anna. Um, what was it, People magazine called him? Like one of the 50 what was it, most beautiful men in the world or something, wasn't it? Yeah, or sexiest or something like that, yeah. Yeah, someone was like, well, he's not that, but he's not like wasn't I mean, it beautiful He's still sexy. Would. like i still <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure i would define him as sexy like hot yeah but like he's it, just a beautiful man wait but isn't like it hot it's... sexy yes but are we getting in the weeds here <laughs> i think you can be sexy but not beautiful and he is just true he's beautiful well his mum was a fashion model yeah and and have you seen a picture of his dad beautiful? his dad no was he hot. hot yeah, yeah. sexy I mean, it was like a picture of a man <laughs> in the 1950s, it's hard to say. Like <laughs> okay, it wasn't that long ago. Maybe ah, 60s. You've never seen James Dean? <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's when it's someone's dad. <laughs> and you know they're sort of in their possibly early 80s? I don't know. Changes things somewhat. more. <laughs> oh, okay, wasn't it a picture. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, it was like back in the day, but, you know, anyway. All right, so I was jealous that you had Alison starting to happen because at this time... Um, I had a, a best friend called Alison as well, so you know when a song has your name you know, in it. Has she ever started to happen? Did she have a lip pierced? <laughs> <laughs> not, not to my knowledge. I can't imagine. I so, can't imagine Alison would <laughs> ever do that. But apparently, Alison Galloway, who is who the song is about, and she was the drummer in Smudge. Ah, oh, Smudge. Australian band Smudge. Girlfriend and Nick Dalton, who I think was also in Smudge.
1: Oh, was it Tom banned, was in Spudge?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tom was in Sponge. Then, uh, And apparently it's the question that she gets asked the most, did you have your tip pierced? I don't know what the answer is. Well, technically it's nipple. I'm oh. not sure you can actually get the tip. the uh, nipple that's <laughs> Anyway, I don't know if she's got a nipple pissed. Um, One word, ouch. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. I know someone with a nipple pierced, but he a man. I don't know women with a nipple I do. I babysat for this woman who apparently used to be a stripper, and occasionally she would wear see-through lacy tops, so you could definitely see the little bars going through her. Ouch! Oh, cosmetically augmented. Oh, tits! Gosh, oh no! Apparently Uh, her party trick, which I'm glad to say I never saw, was to go upstairs to the ladies' room or whatever, and then come down completely naked and act like nothing. Happening. I guess she wasn't completely naked unless she'd taken her nipple bar out. Well, what's wrong like? They can't be as painful. Gosh, no tassels. No, they just glue on. Yeah, we I mean, have you to rip exactly. them off, but they're not going to be as <laughs> bad as a bar. You're making me win, Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. Why do I suppose? I don't know. Maybe if she, if she was on X T at the time as she was in this song. I don't know, maybe you wouldn't notice the
1: pain in your nipples. I couldn't tell you. Anyway. Yeah, I'm glad we don't know
0: the pain of this. <laughs> but then again, we've had children. How bad could it possibly be? That's true. <laughs> it's probably not as bad as mastitis. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, the song's over and I haven't even spoken about it yet. Well, I mean, I mean it's just about recording. to... Take your opportunity to be like, oh well, we're finished. Let's move on. Well, yeah. Okay. Alison's got a tip fist and everyone's high. Got it. <laughs> Evan just told Melody Maker that she'd taken ecstasy and she started to come on to the drug and she was like, whoa. And I was thinking, whoa, Alison started to happen. So I turned it into a sort of love song. But is it a love song to Alison or to drugs? I'm going to say drugs. Definitely drugs. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to say, drugs. I probably agree. <laughs> or Alison. But at least you got a song out of it. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> All right. Um, over to you, Hannah and Gabby. Yeah. I just had a panic attack where I didn't realise I'd already pre-selected the track. Saw Kitchen and was like, oh shit, I'm doing Kitchen. No, 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 yeah, no, me, yeah. I didn't do this one. So, um, Hannah, how do you feel about the song being written about you? Eyes, it's funny, you my cousin it. Gabby was actually was over on Sunday. All the way from me. <laughs> <laughs> did you play that? And take drugs? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she did say so she's older than me. She's, um, she's nearly 50. <laughs> she got, <laughs> took her down to the beach to... Um, uh, just to sort of play on the pebbles with the family uh, near that establishment down the end of my road. That's quite small, but has a lovely wooden deck. And um, like you know, the kids found some white chalk and stuff on the uh, on the pebbles, and they did not do anything with the white chalk. But she <laughs> she wrote me a, a got, like on just the side <laughs> of like the wood, like just very neatly and stuff, but not in a like I don't know. And she got bollocked by the. Uh, <gasps> Really? (laughs) And she was absolutely mortified. Yeah, she's like, hey, she's got grown-up children. Wait, who bagged her? (laughs) Um, one of the staff that was packing up. Oh shit! Yeah, and she was mortified. Like, she's messaged me three times now that she's back in Mexico. I'm so embarrassed. My kids keep ripping it out of me. Have you told them (laughs) the park police is still looking for her? Sorry, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, she's absolutely beside herself. It's it's really quite funny. I think we should make it clear, though, to all pod listeners, this track isn't about Hannah and her 50-year-old cousin who apparently likes to deface Bad property liking. in the park. <laughs> um, it's basically telling a girl he isn't really the settling down type, which is astonishing to all, I know. Um, but it seems, looking back now, he's in his 50s, that he was absolutely right, and he absolutely is not the settling down type. Fun fact. Number 11, The Most Played Song Live. Really? So you I'm surprised. See them, you might oh. Although I did see them um, in the, where are we? How many years has it been out there? 30 did you say? 30. No, is it's it 30? the 30th yes, anniversary it's thirty? anniversary? Yes, 30 plus 30. I went to see 20. Yeah, they've toured it tour. a lot. <laughs> They don't miss an opportunity, <laughs> but I have no problem with that, like if it's I went to see the 17th anniversary and it's a shame about Ray, let to whack it out again Anytime I see the Lemonheads, I just want them to play this album yeah. anyway, quite frankly Oh, um, don't mind it, a bit of come and feel, Oh wow, I love that album too That's definitely your kind of thing, this this is my album, this is the absolute 14 year old coming of age, I just love everything about this album, but yeah, so I went and I probably told the story, but my. My five-month-old fetus son did not appreciate it. it But he finally, he finally was kicking me so hard during uh, Mrs. Robinson that I actually had to go outside because I was worried that he was trying to get out. (laughs) That's what it it felt like. (laughs) It was like he went mental. But the whole room—it was a small venue. It was Concord Two, right on the seafront there in Brighton. And it was like the walls were reverberating. It was really loud. I mean, it was amazing. How do you know I I he wasn't just tapping too his far. feet along or like headbagging? No, he was it's not really headbagging. He was either. losing it. I mean, I, I, I went to see Beth Rowley when I was pregnant with my daughter in a church. And she was like moving around. Like she could definitely hear it. It was so bizarre. Enjoying it. It felt more like, yeah, it was paying attention. But this, the Lemonheads gig, was not happy. And I may have contributed to some sort of anxiety on his part. Like, That's incredible, isn't it? they respond so much in the room. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can tell you, it was not actually fun. But um, anyway, gosh. Moving on. Also, no tour dates for the UK have been announced yet. I know. They are touring again. Yay! 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 But um, I checked today, and it still says UK fans keep here. I, keep your I, your to oh, the I don't know. I'd seen something about what. Weren't well, they supposed to be supporting Jawbreaker and a bunch of those have been cancelled? Well, they're or... going to, yes, they did, but this is going to be the um, Shame about Tour, so. Yeah. And they've got gigs got... back and forth in Europe and a couple of American dates, I think, but they um, end May 2022, so I think it's going to be June for oh, the UK. Hurry up, though. June's getting a bit picked up. They've also missed out Spain, though, as far as I know. So it's not just us. Mustn't take it too personally, but mm. yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like, it also reminds me of Michael and Carly, the Weezer, you know, the Weezer song. Um, not because it sounds anything like it, but just the whole two girls' names. I also read some stuff which I I'm absolutely positive it has nothing to do with the song, but there's a lot of people speculating or like p- pointing out the coincidence that Hanley, uh, Hanley Goslar. Um, who was a uh, best friend of Anne Frank, that her younger sister was called Gabriella and was nicknamed Gabby. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure it's got nothing to do with them whatsoever, but there's lots of like, oh, and it is what, yeah, what what Google pulls up when you put in Hannah and Gabby. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if you put it this way, you look at the rest of the album, you know, look at the rest of the work. Yeah, I'm sure it's got nothing what to do with what makes sense. It was he, you know, yeah. reading Anne Frank whilst he was doing loads of drugs in Australia and Shaggy loads of birds and he was like, no, 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 wait, let me take a minute. And, <laughs> no. But hey, <laughs> I'll leave that there. Some people like to think what they think and they don't care what the actual reason might be. Okay, should we move on to Kitchen? Let's... This is the Postcode song. That's just about the only note I've got on here. Postcode. <laughs> uh, moving on. Zipcode. Australian birds. <laughs> Uh, and it also just reminds me about um, um, the lyrics around uh, remind me of um, it's that time on How Feel that that's the one about. Do you remember? It? It's about Juliana um, and her virginity and how she should lose it. To him. Yep, it's a weird story. <laughs> but yeah, this is the lyrics. It's That kind of vibe. Yeah, it seems like there's a pattern emerging. He he does drugs and, and just sort kind of bombs out on somebody's couch or bed or floor, or, and they talk shit all night. Yeah, and a lot of the interviewers have said you either get, you know, very funny, intelligent Evan, or just dead-eyed stare. There's nothing behind any door there at all. Or he could be extremely morose. Uh, I get the impression that it's kind of the same with gigs. Are there a bit. Some. I think we talked about it, maybe on Phillips episode about that. Um, yeah. The Australian one, where he kind of, like, forgot the words. And it was, um, like, Missy Higgins ended up coming on stage. Like, she was a complete unknown there. and came Yeah, and like I found a picture a of, her of her. And, her and, and I was, was like, the words. that's Missy Higgins. Yeah. Like, I guess if you were a... a, a, a Musician, and you're touring Australia, and you're gonna bump into Australian musicians like, <laughs> and then, she's, awesome. she's amazing. And isn't she just the Aussie Juliana? They're yeah, so similar, so, yeah. and he has such a type, big time. <laughs> I mean, not to say he doesn't go in other directions, but he definitely has the type. Yeah, but yeah, um, I think you also find spoons in the kitchen, right? Oh, oh, is, that that a, is, that a, is that a, that a lovely segue? <laughs> well, funnily enough, I am going to tell you about some spoons in this track, Seeing Bad in My Spoon. Um, now, I always thought it was about sitting in a cafe because that's where ceiling fans are <laughs> in this country <laughs> okay. i know in other countries they have them in their homes but we don't Why? because it's too cold and uh-huh. we don't need them okay. Okay. occasionally you'll see them in a restaurant or but... bar. But, and, and you know if you're having a cup of coffee he's got a spoon so i just figured he was in a cafe well apparently that is the truth but... my aunt and uncle in england actually had a ceiling fan um in their dining room and one christmas like we'd gone crazy with all the party poppers and it became a fun game to like shoot them over the ceiling fan you know, so yeah, hang and then spin around. Uh, but there were loads of candles lit as well, so oh, all of a shit. sudden a bunch of them caught That's fire. was a fireball. The thing was just yeah, whizzing around <laughs> with all the party <laughs> things on fire. Um, so that was a bit scary. But sorry, I interrupted. Carry on. <laughs> Merry Christmas everyone! <laughs> you have no hair, but we had a great time. Um, some people point out the spoon being pertinent. Like literally people were commenting. Yeah, there's a spoon. I wonder what kind of drugs you could use with a spoon. But yeah. It's literally a heroin spoon, isn't it? it... No, I think he's in a cafe looking at his... Oh, you still think that? I thought you meant you used to think that, and now you know it's about picking up. No, I'm telling you that I used to think that. And then I found out that apparently, according to Evan, he was in a daze in a cafe feeling um, disjointed and hazy. I think he was lying. I don't think... It just makes sense to me. I think, no, I think it's one of those stories that he tells cafes. journalists no. just to amuse himself. It's, well, you could think it... that, but you're wrong. Oh, I, <laughs> I think he's. It's you know a what? Spoon. You know what I can't wait for? The upcoming memoir of Rumors of My Device to clear all this up for us. But <laughs> in oh, the meantime, I do believe he's in a cafe because, you know, that's what you do in a cafe if you're by yourself, particularly. You just kind of. Stare at what's in front of you, and that's a coffee cup and a spoon. So yeah, and that's also and what you do if you're a heroin addict and you're at home in your hot. I don't think he was house. doing heroin then. No, no. I mean, I know he's done everything, and I fully believe, of course. But in Australia, I just feel like he was doing LSD. Well, he was doing LSD as a teenager, anyway. Oh, I think he was just doing. He everything said all he's at once. doing. He was doing speed, lots of trips, you know, and 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 obviously you know, marijuana, blah blah blah. But I just don't think this is about. The skag. I'm sorry. I don't. All right. Well, let's see what he says. But anywho, would you like Frank Mills now? Yes, please. Right? I met a boy Frank so he Mills likes the cover, Evan. Doesn't September he? 12th, right and a, well, is there so one cover or two covers on this album? I suppose it depends on which version we're talking about. Um. So this, I guess, was the album closer until the issue came out uh, but yeah, Frank Mills um, it was a cover of a song from the musical Hair so it was written by James Rado Jerome Ragney and Galt McDermott McDermott um, this is a really beautiful version but just out of curiosity would you like to hear the original version Yes. Yeah. and then we can cut back to that beautiful one Oh, I like the guitar already it, it, it's beautiful it's a little Fever- dreamy it's sweet I've forgotten how long this intro is it's about <laughs> as long as the <laughs> Lemonheads cover of it do you want to know an interesting fact? Or? Oh no I want you to listen to this oh okay Enough. But she sounds like Juliana. She does, doesn't she? I was waiting for you to say that. Um, but yeah, so reading my mind, Hannah. <laughs> I think he's he's quite loyal to the original. Uh, obviously, cuts out you know all of the intro. Should we go back to um, Frank? Yeah, do please because right. it's gorgeous. I think it's a really interesting choice of a cover. Um, but yeah the story I, I guess is you know of, of, a, of a girl and her friend who met this boy and um, you know they have kind of you know besotted and all he really wanted out of it was a couple of, of dollars Sounds which is what I like got a he Young man. It, <laughs> that, which <laughs> is a bit like yeah which was the song that yeah bit part all of them <laughs> well <okay. laughs> Would you like to know something interesting about Frank Mills? Yes, go on. Um, it was in um, it was performed in in the musical Hair. It was originally performed in the off-Broadway performance um, by Shelley Plimpton. Yes, ring any bells? Plimpton is a fairly unusual surname. Oh, starting. is she a relation of George Plimpton? No, she's the mother of Martha Plimpton. Oh, okay, I don't know who oh. that is. The Goonies. She oh. plays Steph in the Goonies. And Running on Empty. Oh my god, such a good film. Hello. And also in Parenthood, where she plays Keanu Reeves's wife, which is also an amazing film. And she's so funny and I I had no idea that her parents were actors. But then I found out that her father is Keith Carradine. Or Carradine, I think they say it in America. Um, who is an actor and comes from several brothers, one of whom is David Carradine, who was Bill, or that Kill really Bill Bill. Oh okay. Um and then I found out that Martha Plimpton's parents, so Shelley Plimpton and her father, Keith Carradine, met in the Broadway performance of Hair that they were both in, 1967. Oh, nice. And then she got pregnant, but then Shelley Plimpton got back together with her husband, from whom she was estranged at the time. And he didn't actually meet Martha until she was four years old. Very oh, wow. She was like, I'm good. So he had nothing to do with her upbringing, but, you know, they apparently have a relationship. But David Carradine, who was Bill and Kill Bill... Died age 72 in 2009, I think. Um, I don't remember this being in the news. I'm sure it was, and people know this, but he died from an accidental asphyxiation in a hotel room in Bangkok. Oh, not Like they found like him a, hanging from the wardrobe, yeah. One of those. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, how crazy that's even a thing. Like, oh, yeah, it's one of those uh, wardrobe asphyxiations. This is like, what? Well, rock stars, film stars, MPs, yeah. I mean, suddenly hotels are really freaking dangerous places to be, you know? Um, well, well, this happened depends quite a lot. on your hobbies. Yeah, Whitney. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the list goes on. Uh, quite the insalubrious ending as well. Something about it being that, and also in a hotel in Bangkok. Like, and he was filming, so he didn't like try and kill himself. There. Just embarrassing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Thanks yep. for yep. that. Yep. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Happy thoughts. Um, so I guess we could end it there, oh. but... I'm sorry, I just pre-gamed you <laughs> No, 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 go for it. We um, won't end it there, because we have to talk about Mrs. Yes. Robinson, even though it wasn't on the uh, on the original release of the album. It wasn't on the original release, but it was on the one I had. So I guess I yeah, wasn't super-duper early to the party. It can't have been that far afterwards, because this is, like I said, the soundtrack to My Summer 92. So we was... definitely heard it first. Yeah, I can't tell you the date. I've just got that it was added in later pressings after it can't have be been that much a hit yeah so they So. but it was a summer holiday so it could, be, it could have been as late as 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 sort of early August I guess. when did The Graduate come out then because it, it was recorded to celebrate the 25th anniversary of yes. The Graduate yes that's right Um, that is correct so yeah I don't know when The Graduate came out but yeah so this is the one that was saying the, the video was well 60, 67 wasn't it so, oh, if it came out yeah. um, no yeah. really I'm not good at maths 92 yeah <laughs> yeah Get back to us we're wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. I've I've read that the the video was recorded in Berlin while they're on tour, but then other people swear blind that confetti was recorded in Amsterdam, and it looks like they were recorded in the same place. As like, <laughs> we may never know. Anyway, I'm sure someone out there does. Let us know if you know. Yes. And yeah, it was included as an extra on the DVD release of the Graduate. Okay, so I guess we will... Oh, so good. So yes, you are completely correct. It was put out to come inside The Graduate's 25th anniversary.
1: The live track, where we
0: cannot tell you exactly, but there's a, there's a good chance it was in Europe somewhere. Somewhere near a river. Um, originally, um, obviously written by Paul Simon and performed by Simon and Garfunkel actually about uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. i read that um, Paul Simon really didn't like this version, but that Garfunkel quite liked it. That sounds right. Paul Simon's a bit of a With control freak. Do you know, I, I would like, go like so it. far as to say, say that I, I, this is, I think this is possibly the best cover in the history of cover versions. I love so it. Good. It's so good. It's so, yeah, I love a cover version anyway, but who like, ever came up with the idea of them to do it as well? It's so random. Yeah. They nailed it. I, yeah, said an industry part of um, Yeah, so Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, First Lady of the USA for 12 years between 1933 and 1945. Nice. Um, oh, the last thing that I had, not about this song particularly, but about the album. Well not about the album actually. <laughs> uh, is it about the lemonade? No, it's not <laughs> uh, have you heard of a movie called It's a Shame About Ray. I've obviously missed it, I in my notes, because 'cause I've got it's a Shame about Ray movie that came out in the year two hundred. <laughs> it came out in two thousand and something. But uh, just, I just think your intel might be off. <laughs> apparently. So yeah, I found it and like, it took me to an IMDB link. So directed by AJ Segal, Um but yeah, the synopsis, it sounds brilliant. I want to watch this film. It says, After croaking in his backyard, Ray is ushered into the offices of the afterlife, where it's discovered that pertinent information to gain entrance into heaven is incomplete. So Ray is taken into an all-white interrogation room where he's questioned about his life, particularly his romantic relationships, by a series of people who have famous last names, for example, Brezhnev, Streisand, Brando, Quail, etc. I've not heard so there of there you that. go, you're welcome. Um, I think I was going go to... A... Tell you that Jesse Pretz obviously went on to be a director and did, um, well, Juliet Naked, which we obviously really enjoyed. Loads of movies, loads of uh, music videos as well, loads of food fighters stuff. Yeah, he did Big Me, which was obviously the first food fighters video I ever saw. Have you seen Juliet Naked yet? Yeah, it's really good. He he, he did Nada Surf, which I think we've brought up in your last. So he also did the roots. The seed, yeah, old oh, is that I the love one that track so much? On, in school play in the school plays. Is, is that? No. No. No, oh, okay. It's like a boxing ring type thing. Anyway, um Anyway, oh, i he, he did 18 episodes of the glorious HBO show Girls, which you know I love so yeah, much, I've seen that yeah. And I'm so happy. I knew I knew the name. You know, when we started talking about it in the common bill. And, Feel, and you know. To me, Evan Dando is a an and frankly he is, but you know what I mean, talking about Jesse Pratt when you did come with your Olympus. but it did seem so familiar, and then it makes sense, because obviously he's directing an episode, it's right there before the episode starts, and that's where I've seen his name, continually watching every single episode of Girls, oh, which is an absolute okay. genius show, and I just can't say enough good stuff about it, but um, he did season two, episode four, which is called It's, it's a Shame, it's shame About been. Ray, and it's about... Which is one of my favorite characters in the entire show, anyway. What, as in the Australian talk show host? (laughs) No, (laughs) the um, very, very funny comedian whose name completely escapes me now, and I feel really bad about that. But anyway, it's a very, very funny episode, but they were all funny, so all right. Well, I'm out, done, done. (laughs) (laughs) So, you can find us on Instagram, um, we are Society Azimia Gen X podcast on twitter we are samajit p uh, you can send us a message on anchor fm please leave us a rating a nice oh, one tell, a, a, friend. A, a, nice tell one. a friend tell a friend friend. if you enjoyed this tell a few friends if you didn't enjoy it tell no one <laughs> <laughs> tell us give us some constructive feedback don't even tell <laughs> us i don't want to know maybe hannah does no we don't want I mean, any troll stars. us troll us no no trolling <laughs> No one stars. Just don't bother if you, you know, it's All a bit of a right. to, you have to do it anyway. Me, you know. You're going to do it. Do it with love in your heart. If you have no love, do not do anything. Just <laughs> go back to what you're doing. Take a trip. Whatever. Smoke a bowl. <laughs> All right. On that note. Don't. We would never. Don't do drugs. It's very bad. Especially at our age. <laughs>
1: anyway. next week. Over and
0: out. Bye. Bye.